guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio ZSL Podcast. So you know what, today, man, we are going over speaking, some listening, some speaking. So what we're going to hear about are five people talking about special moments in their lives. What I'm going to do is each speaker, again, there are questions on my blog that you can actually go over and pick the correct questions and whichever else. It's very, very straightforward, very easy. Make sure you comment, and I will give you the answer and whatnot, and then we can talk about it in general. And then, of course, um, I'm going to comment after each story of the speaker. So, first and foremost, before I even do that, I'm going to talk about a special moment in my life. Now, this wasn't so much outdoors. You guys have heard that in the previous podcast, uh, probably earlier this week, but... This special moment was in 2003. This was a moment that I've never felt before anywhere, um, you know, in my body because it was a moment that ended up changing me as an individual for a very long time. So you guys don't really know, but I used to be in band. I used to play the baritone from 2000 to about 2004. The reason why I wanted to play the baritone was because I was in in love and fascinated with the music, the com- uh, the composers of the video games Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII. I thought there was magnificent music within them, especially Final Fantasy VIII. So I wanted to replicate. I wanted to play those sounds that I was actually hearing because those the the type of music that was within that game made me come alive. So. I remember when I first signed up for the baritone, I didn't want to play the drums because my brother was already the, you know, a drummer. And, of course, the competition, it would have been very, very ruthless because my brother, he always he always wanted to be better than I was. Uh, so I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to play the baritone. Why? Because the instrumentals, it doesn't involve the drums. It involves just the sound of brass. So I ended up playing the baritone, and then, of course, in 2000 and 2001, we got a 2-plus, almost a superior, at Festival, which is like, um, it's a calendar competition uh, in March for all middle schools in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we almost got a superior if my best friend Andre, if you've heard that podcast, if he would have come, but the thing is, of course, him, both him and I, we were very poor, and he was extremely poor when we were younger, um, and he didn't have a shirt. Because he didn't have a dress shirt or anything, he could not come to festival, unfortunately. It was very, very sad. Um, Because we just needed that bass in the brass. But nonetheless, going into 2001, 2002, I went into marching band. Became more of a job. Didn't really like it. But, you know, from 9 a.m. all the way up to 5 p.m., we would play, uh, there would be band practice. We would have to learn formations and learn this and learn that. And it was just so tiring. Um, but this was like every weekend leading up to November. So in 2002, my first year of freshman year, we were not the best. Uh, we, we were okay. And a lot of people would say, wow, you guys did far better than you did the year before. So my brother was on the band and my sister was on the band two years, three years prior. And those, those bands were really, really bad. But when I came along, we got better because we got a teacher, a new teacher from New Mexico. Um, Oh, I forgot his name. But leading going into 2003, we adopted a Latin theme. Uh, one song was called El Chupacabra, which is like the... It, it's like a flying beast. It's a myth. But apparently some people have seen them before. I'm not gonna... I, I don't know. I haven't seen them with my own eyes, so I cannot confirm nor deny anyone else's opinion. But that was one of the songs that we played, along with Girl from Ipanema, 
Okay, and that's very that that was about a woman out there on Ipanema Beach in Brazil. Um, and then after that was one last song, and you know what? There were a lot of solos. I had a solo. My best friend Carlos had a solo. Another guy named Pedro, who played the trumpet, he had a solo. My brother had the solo on the quads, which is four drums. And we were just monsters. It was amazing. And I remember that after we did this competition this time around, it's called LVI. So we, we went to LVI in 2002. We did okay. But we did not get an excellent. We haven't gotten an excellent in more than eight years. So going into the next season... You know, we finished our competition and people were like, dude, you guys did very good. And then we started flirting with the idea like around 12 p.m., 1 p.m., 2 p.m. before the 7 p.m. final ceremony, or I think it was 6 p.m., or maybe even earlier than that because it used to get dark very early in November. Um, and people started saying, we probably got an excellent. And all you need is 40 points out of 100 to get an excellent. So, but just keep this in mind. Just three weeks before, we got a whopping 25 points out of 100. And so this had to be the biggest turnaround in history because people were looking at us. We were so disappointed. It was disheartening. We went out to one competition at Palo Verde High School, which is in Westford, Las Vegas, and we laid a goddamn egg. It was horrific. But we came storming back in LVI. So then came the award ceremony. They're calling out all the numbers. And all of a sudden, they say, Rancho High School, of course, my alma mater, got Anne. And then all of us held our breath. Hell, half the band went home because they were like, Psh, we're not going to finals. Only the top 10 teams get into finals. We suck. You know what I mean? Lots of disbelief, uh, lots of uh, self-doubt because, you know, going from a 25-point uh, laying of an egg to uh, one of the most triumphant victories in all of our high school years since 1952. Hey, he said, Rancho got in. Excellent. And I remember it, there was an eruption. It felt like we were in a stadium of 100,000. I saw the trumpet player Randy just swinging a towel like he had a terrible towel, which is like, you know, it's a, it's a towel that Pittsburgh Steelers fans, uh, American football fans hold and they swing around. Um... And it was just like 20 of us making all that noise. And people were looking at us like, you only got an excellent. But that was the first excellent in more than eight years that we've received. And you know what? We narrowly missed finals. So if we had gotten into finals, everyone would have had to been called up. I don't know how because there weren't any cell phones back in 2003. There were only home phones. So everyone would have had to been called up and hurry up, get back, get your uniform, and get back and blah, 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 blah. We almost made it. And you know what? For about two weeks, I would be in the shower and I would go, yeah, out of nowhere. It could be in the morning, it could be in the evening. But that feeling of ultimate success after going through everything, the greatest single achievement in my life. Of course, you know, moving to Australia, being here in Thailand, having this podcast. These are amazing things, too. You know what I mean? Can't doubt that. Can't deny it. But the first one that left such a lasting impression on me and made me in a just dictated whatever I believe for the rest of the, you know, for the rest of my life, that it is possible. And yes, you are going to have setbacks. But with those setbacks comes a lot of courage that must be manifested. That must, you, you have to muster up everything within you to continue fighting and going after for what is yours in the universe. 
And that was the greatest achievement I've ever had. So now I'm going to play this wonderful audio for you guys, and you will be able to hear some of the speakers in this, uh, in these specific tracks discuss what they ended up triumphing. So here we go. If it works, of course, because I didn't even test it. Unit eight. Hey, it works. Listening. Wonderful. Okay, here we go. Exercises two and three. Speaker one. Well, I'm not much of an athlete, never really liked sports that much, but I suppose that's why one day I decided that's it, enough's enough. You're not getting any younger, it's time to take up a sport. I started running. Physically, it nearly killed me at first, but gradually I started feeling better, fitter and faster. So, anyway, one day I saw there was a race in my hometown, so I decided to participate. And with that bit, well, uh, see, I knew something was up. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm going to continue this. One thing had popped up, and I was like, wait, did the thing stop? Anywho, okay, let's keep going. Participate. My friend said, there's no way you're going to win a prize, you know. I knew, of course, but I wasn't doing it for the prize, was I? Although, in the end, I did win something much more important. You see... Halfway through the race, I noticed a girl had been going at exactly the same speed as me since the start. We started to chat, you know, encouraging each other, and in the end, we crossed the line together. We arranged to go for a run the following weekend, and that was how our relationship began. We're getting married next summer, and the futures never looked brighter. And there it is, guys. That's number one. Pretty amazing, right? He mustered up the courage. To go out and run. Met a girl while running. Next thing you know, they ran the following weekend. Boom, now they're getting married. Life is a game of inches. Next one. Speaker two. I wouldn't say I was very brave. In fact, I think I'm just the opposite. That's why I still find it hard to believe I did what I did that day. You see, my best friend had recently met someone and fallen completely head over heels in love. They decided to get married, and my best friend said she wanted me to give a speech at her wedding. Me, who gets embarrassed speaking in front of three or four friends, never mind a whole room full. Well, I had to say yes, didn't I? The day finally came. To say that it was a hair-raising experience would be an understatement. But still, I did it. Afterwards, I just thought, phew, thank goodness that that's over and done, but never again. Never again. Speaker three. Next. I've always been really good at racket sports, tennis, badminton, squash. I started to have lessons when I was really small and the coach said I had lots of natural ability. So I started making more of an effort to increase my strength and stamina. You see, there was a local competition that I had a real chance of winning, so I wanted to be at my best. But I injured myself and found I couldn't take part after all. Then someone asked me if I'd like to help with the organisation of the competition. I thought, why not? And so I helped to arrange the matches, make sure the players had everything they needed, prepare the prizes, stuff like that. Afterwards, lots of people said I'd done a really good job of helping out, and they all thanked me. I didn't really care what they said, to be honest. I just wanted to be able to play next year. That's what excites me. That's unfortunate, but the thing is, he's kind of like a lot of professional uh, sports players. Because they have to sit out a year, 
based on an injury that they got. They can sit out, but they actually can contribute to the team's, you know, organized events and whatnot, just so that could hang them over until the next year. Kind of like, most notably, Kevin Durant. He is an NBA basketball star. He injured himself. Another guy by the name of Clay Thompson had injured himself. LeBron James have injured himself. We're talking about three of the top NBA players in, you know, the entire National Basketball Association. But are they going to be away for the, from the game for a long time? No, they're still going to be training. They're going to be in there pep-talking their teammates. <laughs> Lack thereof. It's the NBA. They're professionals. They get money for this. But they will always be around team events. So this was a great way for him to still be with the team just so, you, you know, just as he was just trying to nurture that injury so he can have a comeback season. Number four. Speaker four. One Easter, we went to spend a week in the country with my family. It was a bit boring because we didn't really know anyone there and there wasn't much to do. Anyway, one evening I met a boy and girl in the village who said they knew loads of good places to hike. The next day they were going to walk to a spectacular waterfall that they said wasn't very far and they asked if I wanted to go with them. I thought it'd be a change so I said yes. So we set off early at 8 the next morning. Do you know what time we got to the waterfall? 1 in the afternoon, without stopping more than once on the way. I've always considered myself to be in quite good shape, but this was a new experience. And then we had to walk all the way back. I nearly died. That night I could hardly feel my legs. And I couldn't sleep that night, worrying that they were going to invite me to go with them again. Very exciting. I remember back in February of 2009, this is the last time that I had to overcome like a deep state of depression. Because, of course, being in love, I was 21 years old, a goddamn fool. Um, but I don't know who it was, but there was a girl named Chandra I knew. And she knew another guy named Robert, who I had met a few months prior to that. And they invited a bunch of people along hiking. One's, girl, uh, one's name was Unita, another girl African-American, another one was like a model. There are a lot of different people. We all went hiking. Had a great time, but then the restaurant and how they mistreated one of the waitresses there got me very, very angry. angry. Um, so I went home. I was going to message Unita. I was going to blow up in her face. And then Unita was like, yeah, I thought that was rude too. And I'm like, oh, you're on my side, so I can't, like, completely destroy you right now. So, me and Unita, we ended up being very close friends. As a matter of fact, not after that night specifically, but it was after April. April, it was a national championship uh, game between North Carolina Tar Heels University and Michigan State of Spartans. This was in 2009. Unita had called me. She said, what are you doing after? I'm like, hey, I'm going to be getting out of school at 730. She's like, I'll pick you up. Let's go to P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's? It's a wonderful, wonderfully delicious uh, Chinese restaurant. So we went to P.F. Chang's, and we spoke for an hour and a half. And that developed our two-month very, very strong relationship. Whereas her, on her half, she was able to overcome a breakup with a guy by the name of Nick. And me, I was able to overcome that relationship that lingered into the new year with my first girlfriend ever by the name of Christine. And so she, both her and I, we were both placed in each other's lives to overcome things, to grow out of them. And when the time came, of course, in the NBA championship final game, game six, I believe, or game five, of the Lakers and the Orlando Magic in 2009, 
There was a big argument, and we went our ways. But the purpose was fulfilled. So that was an amazing thing, and it all started from a hike. So, reminiscing. Next! Speaker 5 It happened this summer. We were staying on the coast, as we usually do. One day I was feeling bored, and my wife suggested going along to the sailing school in the port. They always offered a free class to start learning how to sail yachts. I'd never thought of doing it before, even though I'd seen the classes offered every year we'd been previously. It certainly wasn't a question of self-confidence, because I always think I can do anything if I put my mind to it. To cut a long story short, this year I thought I'd give it a go. And you know what? After half an hour, the instructor couldn't believe how well I was doing. He said it was as if I'd been doing it all my life. In 20 years of instruction, he'd never seen anyone catch on so fast. I must admit, afterwards, I couldn't help thinking I'd been really stupid. I should have started sailing years ago. And that's always the regret, right? It's all, you, you never knew, though, that you could potentially be great at sailing. It had nothing to do with that. It was the fact that someone said, oh, my God, out of 20 years of instructing, you were the greatest I've ever seen. It's kind of like me. It's kind of like me sitting here and saying, oh, I should have been a speaker a long time ago. I had no idea I had this capability. Hell, I had to develop it starting at the beginning of 2016. It just did not come. So a lot of people, they like to reminisce and say, oh, if and what if and if only these conditionals when you should be saying instead, gratitude, happiness. I found my true purpose and this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Everything that has happened right now in Arsenio's Arsenio Buck's life up until this point was perfectly placed. If I had left Bangkok, I'm sorry, my last job in 2000, uh, 2016, where would I be today? I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be here. Who knows if I would have had a podcast or the same podcast I have today. Everything happened perfectly to set me up for this beautiful moment right here, right now. So guys, do not be that person that says, oh, I should have started a long time ago. No, 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 no. You started at the perfect time, at the perfect specific moment in your life to now discover who you really are. So guys, check out the questions. Of course, on my blog on the Arsenio Buck Show, I'm going to put an ESL Alive video on my Facebook page about one of these questions, um, and it might be well, well, well before this uh, podcast debuts because I'm doing this well in advance. Obviously, you guys know that I am going to Vietnam, and yes, I'm doing. you guys are listening to this almost, what is it? You're listening to this two days after my arrival in Vietnam, although it is three days before my departure to Vietnam, so I'm way ahead of schedule and whatnot, but... Nonetheless, guys, make sure you shower your comments and let me hear some of your stories. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.